is a warm welcome back to Wendy Nola talking consumer affairs with us today on a case that revolves around a, a car uh, that was still under warranty but didn't get repaired in quite the way the owner thought it should be. Uh, we'll also reflect on an interesting new ruling about misleading advertising and then I hope if space allows we'll have time for some open line calls as well. Uh, if you want to dial in the number is 021-446-0567 you can also send a voice note to 072-567-1567 Always lovely to have you with us Wendy, welcome back. Thanks, Pippa. Hi, good to be here. Uh, we could probably populate at least one show per month, if not more than that, on uh, car-related complaints, week. couldn't we? Oh, I yeah. get, I get oh, two handfuls a day, Pippa, from all over the country. So oh you can gosh. imagine my uh, rate of dealing with them is not 100% far off it. And so I feel bad about that because car problems are huge. Used car, used cars. Did I say used twice? New yes. car. New cars, used cars, um, all ages, all kinds of cars, all kinds of dealers. Um, If you look at the Consumer uh, Tribunal as well, cases that make it all the way up there, most of them are about cars as well. So it's a it's a big category of things going wrong. And you can understand it's a lot of money. And also if you don't have the use of your car because it's not working, now you've got to find another what the industry calls mobility solution. No. And that can be um, not ideal and very, very expensive as was the case in today's case study. Absolutely. Okay, so just to uh, to tell you, we, we heard from Lisa Jacobs-Thomas of Musenberg and she actually mailed us quite some time ago. She mailed us originally in June, June. Uh, Wendy, and as yes. you said, so many complaints, so much to work on. We didn't initially get back to Lisa, but then she mailed us again three weeks later to say, my car still hasn't been fixed. It's nearly a month later. Please, I'm please, still please. Out of car. Please help. <laughs> I'm begging you. And what really tipped it for us was when mm. Lisa described to us what she was having to spend to manage life in the absence of that car, which was something like 500 rand per day on Uber lifts. And that was just to get herself to work and back and to get her children to school and back. So you can imagine how quickly that all adds up. Wendy, won't you just, before we speak to Lisa herself, will you just sketch for us what happened here? Okay, so Lisa is a teacher. She lives in Musenberg and she commutes to Rhonda Bosch uh, each school day. In March of last year, she bought a Renault Triber from the Renault... uh, dealership in Tokai. It was a demo model. It had just over a thousand kilometers on the odometer at the time. Okay. She had it serviced in December when the service was due. And then uh, in around May this year, a warning light popped up telling her to check the engine. It was an engine check warning yep. light. We were all familiar with those warning lights. So she booked it in. Um, the dealership booked it in for the 30th of May. 30th of May. We're now early August. She hasn't yeah. driven the car since. Okay. Okay. Um, she says, I, I'm never able to get hold of them and do not ever receive updates. I'm a teacher, so I can't take time off during the term. So my dad, who's a mechanic, has had to go into the Renault dealership to constantly get updates as we can never reach them. The first update he got was when it was dropped off. Um, and they said they needed to strip the car to check. It took them a whole week to actually get around to stripping the car. Then he was told they needed to send the gearbox away, and this took another week. And then last week, remember this was written on the 29th of June, last week we were told that they were waiting from someone, for somebody from Emshire to come out and inspect the car. Now, who or what is Emshire? Exactly. So that was my first question, because this car comes with a five-year or 150-kilometer uh, 150,000 kilometer rather warranty from yeah. it's called an OEM warranty OEM meaning original equipment manufacturer so from Renault okay and that's a, a really sod, a solid warranty much better than anything you buy aftermarket as an extended warranty or if you buy a car that's a used car that's out of its OEM warranty right uh, so 
what happened was she she bought the car. It was obviously a year old. It had only done a thousand kilometers. Um, so it that wasn't a year old. Sorry, it was a 2022 model. By the time the problem happened this year, it was, it was a, a year, year old. old. Okay, uh, but very much well within in terms of kilometers and and and, and those age. five years yeah. and age exactly. It was well within its Renault war- warranty period. So why am sure when she did the deal, as often happens, she bought an extended warranty, an aftermarket warranty from sure which okay. is a major um, aftermarket warranty supplier in the motoring space. Okay, so it sounds like this problem was being battered around a little bit between Renault and Emsure, and Renault trying to say, yeah. well, it's Emsure's problem, Emsure perhaps saying it's Renault's problem. But the bottom line is that here we sit on the 2nd of August, and Lisa still hasn't got her car back, when Yeah, so I did get involved, I think it was last week, beginning of last week, um, and... Sh- and uh, uh, sorry, first of all, so we should just, I just thought it was an opportunity to spell this out. In her follow-up email, which she was now pleading with us, please, I'm sorry to email you again, but you know, I'm paying almost 500 rand a day on Ubers um, and I'm willing to pay you for your services. Just as a side note, as journalists, it's unethical and certainly outside of our code of conduct to accept payment or ask for payment for our services as journalists. So what what we do here in investigating these cases is never with any payment uh, demands so, of, of, of consumers. Okay, so just to say, not that we're suggesting that Lisa was trying to do anything untoward, no. but just to clarify A that, lot of people, you are not required to pay for Wendy's help and we would never accept payment for, I could, for, for I, getting no, involved. No, totally yeah, unethical. Okay. Okay, but a lot okay. of people do recently. I've been doing this for a, lot, a long time. There's a sort of a lowering, a lowered understanding, I think, generally among consumers about the role of a consumer journalist. And so it's not uncommon on a daily basis. I get asked if I, if I express interest. Before we continue, they say, what's your fee? Oh, gosh, because okay. they don't understand the concept of journalism, I think. So okay, to, so good to again, not there. not to cast any dispersions on Lisa whatsoever, just wanted to mention that that is not something you ever need to think about when sending never. a case to us. We would never charge for the advice or for the help. And um, if, if anybody tried to offer you a, 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 a sort of a Definitely foot up the not. list or anything like that, <laughs> no. it would be very, very much a red flag. Okay, so just to recap, so poor Lisa is sitting here spending exorbitant amounts on Ubering herself and her, her children to and from work and school. On top of still paying her car repayments and her comprehensive insurance for a vehicle that is still under warranty and is still sitting at the dealership months later. Wendy, you did get involved. So tell us what happened. Okay, so my first thought, and I expressed this in an email to, to Lisa, was why is Emshaw involved when Lisa's car has only done 21,000 kilometers and is well within its OEM warranty, manufacturer's warranty. Lisa said she'd been told that the manufacturer's warranty covered until 20,000 kilometers and she was 1,000 rand beyond that. And I thought there's something very wrong. 21,000 kilometers. 20, sorry, okay. I keep leaving off the thousands, very yeah. important. 21,000 kilometers. So she was 1,000 kilometers beyond that so called cutoff. As for what was wrong with the car, Lisa said the dealership had claimed from the start that there was nothing wrong with the gearbox, despite her saying that there was a disconcerting sound coming from the engine when she changed certain changed into certain gears. Uh, she was told it's only the clutch that needs replacing. Okay, so you then took up the case and uh, what did you do? Where did you go? Who did you ask okay. for help, Wendy? So given that Renault Tokai is part of the country's biggest dealership network, Motus, I took up Lisa's case with the group's corporate affairs executive, Berenice Francis. Very shortly after that, Lisa's mobility issue was solved. She was given the use of a, of a Renault Quid until her car is returned to her. So no more Ubering and Thank that heavens. aspect of this saga was taken off the table, fortunately. 
Um, Birnies France has apologised for the delays in handling this warranty claim, saying that the company, being Motors, has taken what she called remedial steps uh, to to um, hopefully you know spare other customers from the same sort of delays. As for the actual issue, uh, Berenice said Lisa's car comes with a comprehensive warranty offering five years or 150,000 kilometers of coverage. This we knew. However, and I think some people may not be aware of this and I had to be reminded, I must say, certain parts such as clutches and brake pads fall under the friction parts category and may experience earlier wear and tear. It's a, it's a um, diplomatic way of saying sometimes it's a, a driver issue. Okay. Um, sometimes not, but this this is a tricky category, and I know often when it's a gearbox issue, the complainants come to me and say they've said it's my fault. And as an independent third party, I have no way of knowing that. I do know that I've driven with some people where I think, oh, you ride you your can't gearbox claim very that this hard. Yeah. Yes, you're really not doing this car any favours. So we, I, we have no way of knowing anything in any particular case. At least there was some kind of major investigation done. Anyway. To get back to the warranty issue, while the OEM warranty does cover friction parts, the coverage reduces based on the mileage and the limits. I would say a 20,000-kilometer 20, limit is not That's very generous, Not very generous, not is it? All. Yeah. The coverage is also dependent on wear and tear due, due to driving styles, is what I've been alluding to, and the conditions the vehicle is subjected to. Our Renault warranties and MSure departments are currently investigating this matter to ensure we update the customer's warranty information accurately and ensure that it won't imp- impact future claims, which is something that Lisa was particularly worried about. Um, as part of the remedial action, we've already paid the full cost of the replacement clutch to provide our customer with a more seamless Renault experience. And Renault South Africa has now got involved. And they, she said, has, uh, has sent a technical representative to assess the vehicle which will include a standard health check to be conducted on the vehicle after re- the repair, and the customer can address any additional concerns you may have during this time. On behalf of both the Renault and Motors, I sincerely apologize for the shortcomings in our service and communication, which fail to meet the high standards our customers deserve and that we strive to uphold. Well, we've got Lisa with us on the line listening into all of that. And Lisa, thanks. I know you've stepped into a classroom to chat to us this afternoon. Uh, I'm sorry it took us so long to pick up your case, but I'm really glad that Wendy was at least able to secure you a courtesy car of some sort to use in the interim. How are you feeling? I mean, this has been an absolute nightmare for you. You still don't have your car back yet, do you? No, so it's just very frustrating because it's like no one understands the importance of me wanting my car back. They're all just like annoyed that I keep emailing them or phoning them. Yeah, so very little empathy for the reality of what that does to your ability to navigate daily life, which I'm sure everybody can relate to. So in terms of what they're telling you currently about the repair, where are you at? Lisa, they've said they are replacing the clutch for you. Is there anything else that still needs to be done to the car now? So what happened was we went when we when Wendy sent that email, suddenly they said, Okay, let's give you a courtesy car and then when I went in they said to me, Look, we can also strip the gearbox, which they were supposed to have done that time but they then didn't, apparently it turns out. 
they said, we'll strip the gearbox, send it away, and check if there's any manufacturer's fault. So I said, yes, please do that. And they did warn me and say, look, if we find no fault on this gearbox, then I'm liable for that cost. I said, well, that's fine. I just want to know that the same issue isn't going to happen again. They stripped the gearbox, and then yesterday I got the report back. There is, in fact, an issue within the gearbox himself, which is a manufacturer's fault. So they've got to recondition my gearbox. Okay, and let's let's remind listeners that from the start you said there's funny noises happening when I go into certain gears and there must be a gearbox problem and you were told, no, 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 it's just a clutch. Yes, they've always just brushed off the fact that there's nothing wrong with the gearbox, it's just a clutch. Based on what one has to wonder because now that they've actually stripped it. It's obvious that there is a problem, yeah. Okay, so your main concern, you you have a number of concerns. The mobility one has fortunately been resolved. The other is, are you going to be out of pocket and what is this going to mean in terms of future warranty claims and the value of your car. Have you been reassured um, by the dealership on those scores? So they did. They, I did email them yesterday after they got back to me about the thing. And I said, look, I gave all posed all my questions in the email. I said, please just go through this and get back to me. And they did get back to me and said, it won't affect the warrant, the, not the, the warranties for the claims and the value of my car. They're still saying that, the, like Wendy explained, that the gearbox fault has nothing to do with the clutch. So they're still saying that Emshaw has to be involved for the clutch claim. But it's just been back and forth. So we, I, I was told that the gearbox the, or the technician from Joburg would arrive today to assess the car. I'm not sure if he did, but that was the last I heard. Okay. So hopefully you won't have anything to pay in. Um, and that the car will be restored and returned to you quickly. At least now, I noticed you getting responses to your emails, which was not the case before. Exactly. And a very yeah. interesting point, which I did share with Lisa off air, uh, which came out of my engagement with Berenice Francis of Motors, who's always very engaging. I have to give credit there. Is that in this case, the um, uh, Lisa and her father, more particularly because she was at work, was engaging face-to-face at the dealerships because they couldn't engage any other way. Yeah. And then there's no record. Mm. Um, and, and it's hard for the the dealership group then to kind of have a trail of what actually happened here. So Because nothing was in writing. No, so right. the, the advice here is when you have a, a face-to-face engagement with a service provider such as this, and it's, if it, it's not just for cars, it's anything – Immediately afterwards, as soon as possible, get onto your email and send them an email and say, document what happened. This is to confirm or to or to to document what happened during our face-to-face. This is what was agreed. This is what was expressed. So it's all there. And if they don't come back and put you right, um, that stands as a record of what actually happened. And when you get into really deep waters with a dispute such as this, then at least you've it, there is a trail, a trail to follow. A trail, so that's yeah, and very good um, lesson um, advice for listeners. And then okay. Berenice Francis had another one, and that was to say when you must always have your warranties on hand, the wording of both OEM, the manufacturer's one, and the extended one, so that and check the limits so that you know exactly what you're dealing with before you engage. Lisa, I'm so sorry you had to go through jumping all of these hoops to finally get somewhere, but at least it seems things are moving in the right direction, and I hope you'll have your own car back uh, very, very soon. 
Yeah, I hope so. And thank you so much to both of you for stepping in because I don't know what it would look like if I didn't, if you guys didn't agree to help me or just step in and send those emails. We're so glad it worked. Lisa, thank you for making time to speak to us this afternoon and let's hope that will very soon be the end of a long, sad saga with Renault Takai. Wendy, thanks for your help and at least we've got Lisa back on the road not having to Uber everywhere in the meantime and I hope it's it's a very quick repair now to get that vehicle back to her. Cape Talk. Consumer Talk. WhatsApp on 072-567-1567. Right, uh, a message from a listener saying, my car has been in repair for repair for 15 months now. That's extraordinary, to say the least. Uh, to the person who sent that, please won't you send an email to me or to Wendy. B- b- straight to Wendy is the best option, to consumer at nola.co.za, K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And just please send in one single email a summary of what has happened, where it is, what the nature of the problem was, why it's been there so long, what you've been told, etc. And Wendy will gladly take a look at that. Consumer at nola.co.za. I'm guessing that's not a branded dealership. It's it's probably a one-off independent. If it is a brand and one, it's going to be a lot easier for me to deal with. Okay, but just get us some details at least please, as a starting yes. point, please. Okay. Now, um, Wendy, we're going to move away from cars for a moment. Um, we might well come back there in open line if needs be. But just quickly, you wanted to tell us about a quite recent ruling from our advertising watchdog. Yes, they make for very interesting reading, these rulings. And so I tried to go and have a look at least once a month, and I did that uh, earlier this week. And I found that on the 14th of July, so just over two weeks ago, they, uh, the directorate ruled against the practice of true worths um, in terms of enticing people to open accounts. And they used this line, which incidentally are still using. They do get given some months to rectify these things. But the line is, and it's on their social media accounts and in-store notices, 1,000 Rand fashion vouchers when you open an account. I don't know about you, but I would certainly think that they would... Open the account that their get the vouchers, vouchers arrive. Yeah. And I was recently, well, in the last year, at the Canal Walk branch, and a woman waiting to pay for something, and a woman and her family had got a, bought a whole... Well, got a whole lot of clothing for the family uh, to pay for, and they had just opened the account. I heard this because it became a dispute because she was expecting a 1,000 rand off, and they were trying to explain to her that's not how it works. So I would imagine that these sorts of things play out fairly often in terms of this offer. Complainant Shane Rule said, he's the one that lodged the complaint with the ARB, he said the vouchers were actually, when he when he got into it, he was told that they were subject, subject to a minimum spend of 375 rand, spread across several months. And the T's and C's, it just says underneath that T's and C's apply, but um, he says they were not brought to his attention when signing up and they were not explained to him when collecting his card from the store. So... Um, yeah, uh, responding to the complaints, uh, Truith told uh, the advertising regulator that um, when you open an account, a thousand rand in fashion load vouchers is loaded to your account. Please note that all the vouchers together make a total of a thousand rand. There's a voucher with an ex- expiry date for each month. You would have to purchase a certain amount on the account in order to redeem a voucher <laughs> on that purchase and not receive. Not quite the same thing. It's yeah. exactly not. So, in other words, you don't ask. We won't tell you. You must go hunting on the T's and C's. But it gets worse than that. In in um, investigating this complaint, the ARB directorate went on to the site and they couldn't find any T's and C's at all. I tried this morning as well and I couldn't find them. So they were saying they said definitely um, it, this is not this is misleading. That line okay. uh, is misleading and they must um, 
stop using it. So let's hope that... So they've actually been instructed to stop using yes, that phrasing. They, okay. They, I could, they didn't say by when, and I tried to... They normally do, and I tried to then Google it on the, on the ARB site, and I couldn't find But from previous cases, normally they have three months. Although I don't know if that would be applicable in this case, because it's not like it's a packaging thing that needs to run through the Through, through the, the system chain. and be, be scaled yes, out. It's yes. just a case of amending it. So I can tell you that it hasn't happened. I looked this morning um, so I should probably follow up with Truis about that but I can say not from personal experience but from witnessing that dispute at the pay counter on that day that this complainant Shane Rule is not the only one that was misled by that by that phrasing okay so they've been instructed to change the phrasing and just be aware of that if you are thinking of taking out a true words customer account that that promise of a 1000 rand voucher is not what it appears to be at face value very much T's and C's apply you're not going to get it up front and you've got to have a certain minimum spend and it's over several months and so yes I I think that that really was correct it's definitely okay remind me though Wendy does that body have teeth if true words ignores their ruling can they ignore their ruling they can. There's no. There are, There's really, no sort of consequences. Well, if they, don't, they can. Other than public they, shaming. No, and they can. They do. They can instruct um, their members, which include all the media houses, not to to carry it. But in this case, it's done within Truth's own um, social own media and in store. So they wouldn't really be. But they. You know, we're talking about this now. People. Um, hopefully, there's some awareness and also. You know, anyone seeing it in store in the months coming can say, but this was, you know, was reported on. This has been been found to be misleading. Yeah. Yeah. One hopes that a company of that stature would take heed and stop using it. Okay, so just to confirm the ARB ruling, it was indeed misleading phrasing and that they need to amend it. So just be aware of that if you are one of the customers thinking of taking out an account on those terms. Okay. Interestingly, Wendy, the person mailed back with a 15 months car wait saying it is very much a branded dealership. Okay. okay. Uh, Nikki, thank you. Again, um, please, we have just WhatsApped you Wendy's email address. You're welcome to CC me in as well, H at capetalk.co.za, and she will gladly take a look at it. Um, again, just to, just to recap, that is the email address to use for Wendy. I want to say, as I say every week, please be mindful of the sheer volume of traffic into Wendy's inbox. She receives dozens if not hundreds of emails every single week so um please do what you can to improve your chances of your case being taken up that includes putting all of the information into a single email all relevant numbers case numbers account numbers reference numbers uh and all summarized in one separate email it is never going to happen if you send wendy six different emails with different attachments i can tell you that right I've now i've had a few of those yeah. today already and it's more like 100 a day gosh is it that no, much now wendy well, okay i have too many platforms I suppose. <laughs> a victim of your own success yes. so please do keep that in mind it's also very helpful by the way to put cape talk in the yes. subject line of the email uh, so that we can keep an eye out for it that way all right uh with that we can open the lines 021-446-0567 if you'd like to raise a concern issue you're also welcome to whatsapp on 0725671567 we've got b on the line from artery good afternoon b what would you like to raise okay it's the Woolworths head office promised to get their dash app working by last august it's a year later (laughs) Woolworths doesn't care about its dash online customers they don't tell you when an item is missing example if i order four asha milk one liter and they don't have um, one of them, I have to ha- either do without all of the- without all of them, and I can't replace one item, say for a goat's milk. 
I have to have four goat's milk instead of the four Asia I wanted or do without it and have four items missing, which I'm paying for per item, about 35 grand for 30 items. Now, the other problem is that um, the online, they won't allow you to replace only that one item. So now that you have to be in conversation with the shopper, you know, the person who's shopping yes. for you at the store, and it doesn't work. Um, as the messages don't go through, sometimes they seem to just turn us off. And sometimes you have to restart the app to see if they have sent you a message and start all over again. I'm in despair because I've contacted head office, I've contacted most of the managers in the stores who said they would take this problem to the meetings and I've got absolutely nowhere. Now, Woolworth owes all of us thousands and thousands of rand because once I even got 14 items out of 30. They sent me pictures of replacement biscuits which I never got. It's, it's, it's terrible. You know, um, B, uh, can I ask if I may interrupt? Sorry, when you have been sent an incorrect item, have you reported that and flagged it with the store? Because there should be then either refunding you for that item or coming to collect it and replace with what you, you did order. It sounds like you're really struggling with the substitutions issue. Look, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. I have spent probably hundreds of rand on phoning with the customer line, the managers. I just cannot get anywhere, and it's not only me, and they won't even send me the wrong order, somebody else's order. Oof. It's not only me, yeah, it came from Rondebosch, that one, and it was totally somebody else's order. Fortunately, I looked in the bag and sent it back, and then about two hours later, they sent the right one. They, they just, I don't know what's going on, but nobody can fix this, and we all have spent hundreds of rand for... um for paying for, say, 30, uh, 35 items and getting 14. B, thanks for flagging this. Wendy, we had a conversation with Woolies about the issues, struggles when they launched ago. the app. It was quite a long yes. time ago, uh, though, and I know since then they've kind of amalgamated that the quick delivery service into the main online platform through the main app, where it used to be a standalone app. Um, they're... they're Okay, so here's where you can hear that I too have struggled with them as B has, so much so that I don't use that app anymore. I only use the Checker 6060, Wendy, because it is so much better of an experience as a shopper. I, I started with, with 6060 and it's been so good that I haven't looked around. If I want something from Woolworths, I've got a store near me and I just go into the store. So I also don't have personal experience of this service, I have to say, only with... I'd be interested to hear whether others have had the same frustrations B has had around substitutions and out-of-stock issues in particular. Um, uh, And again, I I promise you I'm not being paid commission by checkers, but just to say, Wendy, I had an order this past weekend. It was a little bit late. First thing that happens is you get refunded your delivery order as a credit off your next one. Um, There were one or two items that were out of stock and they didn't have the replacement that I'd chosen either. But I got a message to say, sorry, it's not there. Um, And obviously that amount was credited to my account. The communication is very good. The delivery service has been very reliable. Uh, and the best thing is the, the interactivity around substitutions, which yes. which I found very, very poorly lacking in the Woolies experience back then. I don't know if they've upgraded that part of the functionality since then because I haven't got back to using it. I'd not, be intrigued to hear yeah, where other listeners stand. I'm not stand. Quite sure what B means when she says she wants to replace one item. At what point of the process she meant that she tried to do that. But... Uh, B, if you're listening, please email me. Um, I would like to take this up with Woolies Head of Customer Service, who cares very much about the experience. And 
with a view to clearing up some of those issues. Certainly, if there's money owed, or anything, that is a very, that's, know, a, that's a very serious issue far beyond service. So, um, I'd like to try and get you at least, you know, the ear of someone who is higher high up enough to do something about it. Um, that's all I can I can undertake to do for now. If you'd like to do that, B, and just send some concrete examples, please, from yes, your orders of which date, evidence. your order number, what was ordered versus what was delivered, etc., and and how and who you tried querying with. Uh, that would be very helpful. Um, uh, so you can pop again a, an email to consumer at nola.co.za. Paul asking on the WhatsApp line, Wendy, what is the standard turnaround time for the ombudsman to investigate and respond? Now, he doesn't say which ombudsman, yeah, but he says going into the fifth month regarding a case with no feedback and phone calls go unanswered. Um, you don't say which ombud, but in general, Wendy, what's your experience of working with? Are there different ones more effective than others? Because, because different you know, for example, like your long long term insurance cases are uh, generally a, a lot more complicated to investigate, so they will allow longer. But you're looking at, on average, it's two months, under sixty days. That's there. That's so five months would definitely be no, no. That's very not, unusual. That's very unusual. Yeah. Okay. Now, what do you do in a case like that? Because the person you would complain to is the ombud. What do you? Who do you <laughs> complain about the ombud to? Well, good question. Uh, well, they fall technically under the – they're mandated by the National Consumer Commission, but I don't raise your chances in getting any response or action out of them on such a complaint. Um, I could, on your behalf, email the ombudsman directly and say, could, would you mind giving finding this customer out some what feedback, the status yeah. of, of this complaint is yeah, and giving some feedback? That's the, that's the most I can promise as well on this, on this one. Okay, thank you for that. This is a very disturbing one, going back to the motor industry. Uh, somebody says, "In, I bought a car in 2009, signed a contract uh, that stated it was a 2009 vehicle and financed through my bank as a 2009 vehicle. I pulled an Enatus report, which told me the car was registered in 2007, what? but first licensed in 2009. The dealership apologized and took the vehicle back, con- conceding it was actually a 2007 model. But I've seen that they are now selling the car once again as a 2009. And when I queried with them, they said, it's their decision. When he, I mean... Oh, I'd like isn't details that, of that. That's fraudulent, it isn't is it? Fraudulent. Outright. Yeah. Look, there's a. I'd like to see that fully because there's the year of manufacture is different from the year of first licensing, and usually the car takes the the year model is linked to its first licensing. Okay. So, but there shouldn't be a a, a massive discrepancy there. For example, um, it works both ways because you get a lot of people who will buy a car in December. Yes, and and with the understanding and the promise from the dealership that it would only be licensed the following in, year because they want to get their their figures up for the year, right? So so the, okay, so sell stage, the car, but we'll license it in January. Yes, yes, register we'll in January. So it'll be a, yeah. a twenty twenty four or whatever the case may be. But the fact that in this case, the fact that the dealer apologised and took the car yes, back that tells me that they conceded that something untoward yes. had happened. So and the you, fact that they're doing it again is yeah. a big and red flag. You don't flag. necessarily want a car that was sitting around in some storage yard for two years before being licensed for the first time. So I would like to investigate that one. Um, yeah, the fact that they refund took the car back, refunded him, and then did the same thing suggests that they knowingly pulling a fast one. Okay. 
Thank you for that. Uh, Anonymous, appreciate your WhatsApp. 0725671567. Here's one to add to the missing product story, Wendy. Somebody asking, do you know perhaps why back Black Cat Peanut Butter have discontinued their reduced sugar peanut butter, the one with the yellow lid? It just appears to have gone missing. Um, ask me another question because I did investigate that on behalf of somebody, another listener, and I would just need to quickly Google it uh, to find out what happened there. Okay. Um, in the meantime, <laughs> uh, all right. WhatsApp's to 0725671567. You're also welcome to call in on 0214460567 or send an SMS if you prefer to 31567. We've got about five minutes in hand, so we can hopefully tackle one or two more relatively easy ones. Um, okay. Um, I'm loath to start on Diane's query because I think it might take more time than we have available. So we'll try and get you an answer on the black cat peanut butter in the meantime. And let me just recap those contact in uh, Details. So firstly, Wendy's email, consumer at nola.co.za, spelled K-N-O-W-L-E-R. And you can CC me in on Pippa H, it's P-I-P-P-A-H, at capetalk.co.za, if you like. Uh, please put Cape Talk in the subject line. And then all of the information summarized, please, in a single email. Once again, to reiterate, if you're going to send it with five or six different attachments and different emails, Wendy is simply not going to see them all. Um, so please put it all in one information, one one source of information, because that enables Wendy to immediately respond by forwarding it on to the relevant company or marketing spokesperson, etc., to say, please see below what feedback have you got for this caller. Um, and, and it's as simple as that, and she can do it immediately on receipt of that email. Whereas if she has to come back to you saying, what was the phone number? What was the date of the contract? What store did you buy this at, etc.? You get lost in the rush of complaints. Uh, okay, so consumer at nola.co.za. Remember, you've also got Wendy's Facebook platform available, Wendy Nola Consumer. Any luck on the black cat peanut yes, butter, Wendy? Yes, it's not what I was thinking. It was about about these the variants and it was about them standardizing the lids, which upset one listener because they bought the wrong, they wanted the black, uh, the red lid and it's, they changed it to another color lid. Um, but at the time, which was, was more than six months ago, the answer I got from Tiger Brands was that we have four variants, added sugar and salt smooth, added sugar and salt crunchy, no sugar, no salt smooth, no sugar, no salt crunchy. So this question is, they've done away with one of them? Uh, with the sugar-free by the looks of things, okay. yeah. Um, I'm, I would need to interrogate that because someone else queried that with me because there was some sugar content in the no sugar and the answer that I got from Black Cat was that oh, let me just find it because there's a few in one here um, the sugar content reflecting on the label is not added sugar but rather intrinsic sugar from the raw materials used it's still the same recipe and the product still complies with the H&S foundation requirements um, so I'm not sure if the variant doesn't exist or if someone's seeing the variant and saying, but there is sugar in it, and which okay. that's the answer to it that. It sounded like the person was saying it, it, it's, it's disappeared there. from the shelves okay. altogether. Well, that I will need to investigate. Well, I wonder if it's not perhaps that it's still there, but they've changed the lid color, Wendy, it and they be. might have been looking for the yellow lid and instead it, it it's actually got a red one now. be that, yes. So have a look at the label. I'm sorry if we're, we're being uh, obtuse here, but yes. you know what? It, it, it just reminds me of the Schweppes tonic and soda oh, story. Wendy, when, pe- when brands change the color that has long been associated with a particular iteration within a range, 
it, it, there's a big turnover of, of potential problem there while you make the transition. It happened to me, I don't know how many gin and soda waters I got served in the interim uh, oh. when they tried to make the tonic bottle the same color as the soda bottle and can uh, in the Schweppes range, it's for example. It's a very good um, example of this okay. exact thing, yes. So just, um, uh, uh, um, I'm feeling slightly gleeful at the, the well, I, I was going to say the tweet I've just received, but I don't know what you call the, it now. The, the post, X. Apparently what is say it the, post? It's an X post. Okay. Yes. I have just received an X post from information regulator to say today the regulator is conducting an assessment of net florist in terms of the protection of personal information act amongst others the assessment is aimed at ascertaining whether there is compliance with popia and what the direct marketing processes used by the organization are and if you're wondering why wendy and i are both laughing loudly in the background then you've obviously missed the five six seven eight or nine times we've dealt with complaints about net florists aggressive marketing and difficulty unsubscribing exactly um so that is very interesting that they've sent us some photographs of the hearing actually underway as we speak which tells looking you, into that which tells you how many complaints exactly. there must have been Wendy quite a volume I would say I would imagine okay so we'll keep an eye on that one thank you for tipping us off Nikki that that is underway and um We'll certainly keep a beady eye out for the outcome of that hearing because it is uh, an issue we've dealt with before and that they've promised to correct in the past on multiple occasions. But the fact that the complaints are still coming in saying, how do I make them forget that I exist? is indicative that they haven't solved the issue. Uh, so again, we'll keep an eye on that one. Okay, Wendy, we're going to have to wrap it up there. As always, thank you so much for all the work you do on behalf of our listeners. And I know it is frustrating. I just want to say on Wendy's behalf, it's very frustrating to send an email and not get a response. Uh, I do I'm understand so that. But please just be understanding of how deep an inbox your email is going into if that happens to you. I'm really glad that in the case of today's complainant, we were able to pick it up with a second bite and get her at least an interim solution, Wendy. And uh, please keep us posted if Lisa lets you know about the outcome of her case when she finally gets her own Renault back. I'm sure she will. It would be nice to be able to feed that back to listeners. I will indeed. Okay, thank you so much. Wendy Nola, our consumer journalist. And one last time, the email address to use if you'd like to lodge a case, consumer at nola.co.za. You're very welcome to CC me in on my Cape Talk address, which is pippah at capetalk.co.za. And um, I will just send you a mail saying I've seen it and I'll discuss it with Wendy. Uh, So to, I think it was Yanis who sent me one yesterday, that conversation is happening in the background and we will give you some feedback ASAP.